world, and welcome to the Notorious P.O.D. episode 46. I'm your host, Big John Bass. It's another Hip Hop Forum episode, which means I'm joined by Rough Rider chain-wearing cowlers in this bitch. How are you, mate? Yeah, it's fine, you know, because usually you, you introduce T first, and I was about to kick off and flip my monitor over, so thank you so much. Um, yeah, good, all good. <laughs> Keep you on your toes, mate, that's what I'm all about. We're also joined by Thelonious motherfucking food. What up, what up? How are you, mate? All good? Good, good, mate. Just enjoying the freezing cold weather of London. <laughs> the weather has been berserk. Like, Schizophrenic. We had, honestly, genuine tops off, like, last week, and then the next day was snowing, like... What the fuck is that? I'm just going to... I'm gonna. We've got so much to go through this week, including um, what we've called the Rough Riders Cup, um, which we'll get to it in a bit. But essentially, uh, if, you know, if you know your golf, the Ryder Cup is the USA versus Europe. And we were given a question by John Brady about, um, could you create a hip-hop Ryder Cup, the US versus the UK, mainly because we're probably our European rap knowledge is probably not what it should be for this question. Um, so we, we had that in the last episode, but we've realized that it would take us quite, quite a while to answer that question. So we have dedicated pretty much a whole section today to go through the rough riders cup where we will be selecting, making our choices for these potential teams. And we'll come up with a final 11 for each team. And then we're going to post it on Instagram. We're going to match them up. So someone from the US versus someone from the UK. <laughs> it's going to be a landslide for the US. Yeah. We know that. <laughs> um, I think what we should do is we should try and work out some sort of like, if it's within, almost like a handicap, right? If it's within a certain percentage, then that's a win for the UK. Just to see how, you know, just to really see what this what the outcome is going to be. Um, so we've got that coming up. But the biggest story of the moment, quite obviously, is uh, I'd say he's, he is very much a legend in 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 hip hop culture. DMX, um, I think, just I always, always find it a bit cringe when like podcasts are like, oh, on behalf of everyone here at Notorious Pod, <laughs> sending our best wishes. Like his family are going, oh, thank God, Notorious Pod have said that. You know, said, <laughs> thank God, like now, nah. like, I'll just whisper in his ear, oh, Big John Bass and the boys, like, wish you well, and he's like, oh, fucking hell, feeling great. Um, but obviously, thoughts uh, with DMX and, and his family at this this difficult time. It's, it's it's happening more and more that these these icons are like taken unwell or dying, and it's it's fucking horrible. Um, Tia, I think I'll, I'll start with you, mate. How did you um, how did you hear about the news, and what was your like first instincts when you when you came across what's happening with DMX? Oh, it's just it's kind of it kind of kind of took me from left. I mean, I know he's had issues of with drugs over the years, but one of these rappers who, okay, it's not going to be in anyone's top five. It's not going to be like, I don't know, best rappers of all time, DMX. But he's one of those figures in rap. Much like Snoop Dogg, where they're just, you know, they're one of the pillars of the rap game. People are not even into rap talking about DMX. I was surprised when some people are speaking about him. I've heard of DMX. And, you know, it's sad. Um, a lot of stories came back to the surface about how he got introduced to crack. Um, someone put a bit of crack in a spliff and it got him addicted um, so all these stories coming. And then there's a lot of heartwarming stories as well. Um, I shared a, a tweet in the WhatsApp group about this lady who met him on a plane and the lady didn't really have any idea who he was and he was just really nice, really religious. And it's a real heartwarming story. And this, the outpouring from not just rappers, but even people in other genres of music, just, you know, giving their thoughts for, you know, give, giving their, you know, regards to DMX and his family. But 
And I really, I really hope he pulls through. You know what he did with his first two albums. You know, two albums in space of seven months, and you know, they both went platinum at a time when people had to go out and cop albums back then. It's not like now where, yeah. you know, you have Drake with a twenty-eight track album with one minute each, so he gets more streaming numbers. Nothing like that back then. You had to get off your ass and actually pay for the music. So, and he was on the same label as Jay Z as well. Was on Def Jam, and he still managed to to smash those numbers. So. He's a massive icon in the rap game and, you know, really happy Portsmouth. It doesn't look good at the moment. The prognosis looks pretty bad, but, you know, we're all rooting for you, DMX. I know your mum's going to tell you that tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cal, <laughs> um, how about you, mate? What was your, like, when when you saw the news? Because I think it, I think T actually maybe just put it into our WhatsApp group. I think that was the first time I saw it. What, what was the, the first thing that ran through your head, mate, when you saw that? Yeah, it was, I think the thing with DMX is, I, you know, uh, I don't think anybody expected him to die an old man in, in a rocking chair. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think I didn't expect him to be, you know, a hundred years old because the first portion of his life was so difficult. It was always going to set him up, uh, set him up, but he's a, he's a, a treasure. And I called him that before on a previous podcast. He is a treasure to our culture and to our music, uh, whether it's, you know, rough rider anthem, um, the song with Cisco, um, fucking Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer that, that video comes out yeah. every Christmas that video yeah. does the rounds every year and you still watch it you watch it again and again um, he's known for the bangers um, he's known for like putting out party records and, and bangers and all these things that bang in the club but I for me he's that guy with the pit bull at his feet freestyling it's him freestyling backstage with the security guard and Jay-Z on the backstage documentary. That's him to me. He's a, a natural spitter, uh, a cultural icon, a treasure. Um, and hopefully he gets better. You know, miracles happen. Um, you know, we, we spoke about um, on Below the Belt the other week, myself and T spoke about Marvin Hagler who passed away. And mm. Marvin Hagler wasn't someone who courted the limelight. He wasn't someone that, that uh, he retired. Uh, he, he lost to Ray Leonard and then retired he never really saw him much but dmx was he for me it was like he was he had the success and then he had the fall and it felt like we were getting the rise again it was like the second Mm. coming and it felt like he was talking about doing another album i think pop smoke was going to buy his album i think he had loads of different producers on his album and it was like he was going to come again and he was going to do some try and do one more great project for us um so i'm really hoping he can pull through and we can, you know, he can give us that project himself and we can see that resurrection. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's, um, I think that's the thing. I think, like, both of you made really good points about, like, about his kind of status and, like, the icon status of what he's managed to achieve. Like, not just, it is like Snoop, not just musically, but kind of, they have this kind of, yeah, cultural iconic status. Like, people, people know DMX, and he definitely has those those like high level bangers that are just have always been played in clubs and still get played in clubs now. And people know it's DMX. Is we get so many questions about best voices in hip hop, and actually we probably don't mention DMX enough because his voice is just so distinctive and just so perfect for hip hop. Like all that rage and that pain and that aggression is just like encapsulated in his in his voice. And the thing for me that I've like. I've realized as I've got older is I always saw DMX as those, yeah, like just big anthem that would just always just go off in a club. But actually he had some really introspective tracks or like tracks that were very like storytelling. Like uh, Damien is like such a clever 
track about you know kind of that your your bad consciousness or your bad like a little voice in your head telling you to do all this bad shit and how's it going down like again like this storytelling aspect of of him as a rapper which is something that i always massively underrated and as i've got older and like listen to more of his stuff i really appreciate his his craft like he's not just growling and dog barking and just like one one lines uh, just kind of rhyming with the next line, very simplistic flow. Like he has that in his locker for those bangers, but he has a lot more to his game than that. And that's the thing that for me is that's really sad about when these artists like either pass away or get seriously ill is it's only that point really you go, fuck, and you appreciate what they've done and you kind of realize what their legacies are. And I know he's had his troubles, like as T touched on, like he's had a very charmed existence. And as you said, Cal, I didn't expect him to be like an old man going out to see the sunset. But to a certain extent, that era of hip-hop when everyone was getting shot and killed, I passed. And so everyone who survived that and has now become an old man, essentially, you kind of think, well, that's it now. Like They're, they're, they're all right, and they're going to be here for ages, and they will die, an old man. So when it does catch you off like this, you know, MF Doom was the same. I just was like, he's not old, so I don't understand why this is happening. And so, yeah, it's really difficult, but, um, but yeah, I think these situations hopefully do at least just from a purely selfish point of view, they do at least shine a light on his art, right? People will, I think, listen to him in the short term a lot more and hopefully start to explore a bit, bit more about what he's doing, which is a good thing. Did you, yeah, because there's been a lot of content like going around about him, like, like I said, yeah. the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer went around, but did you guys see that video of murder mook telling the story about how he trained his dog to to get involved in the battle no 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 so he would train his pit bull so he would do a line in the battle and he it was i think the line was something like i sick my dog on you and his dog on come on as soon as he would say that line the dog would go and then he would go he go settle down ma and then the, the the dog would stop like he trained it to get involved when the time was right the battle fucking immense amazing it's mad because he hip hop is not a genre that's that people look on in as being particularly intelligent or smart. People just think it's just people shouting and rhyming lines together. But for him to train a dog like that, and for a lot of the and for the variation of music he makes, as John put on earlier, lots of um, introspective stuff that he makes. You know, he's a real talent, and talent is not about playing twenty instruments like Prince and playing them all beautifully. Sometimes the talent is in telling the story, telling the message, and also just making bangers. I mean, my kid's four, and um, what is it? Part, is it Party Up in here? Yeah, Party Up. Fucking yep. loves that song. <laughs> you know, even as a, even a four-year-old, you know, bit got any vocabulary, he still sings, still sings that bar, you know, and, and you've got people who, who are a lot older, people who are going through shit, listening to stuff like Damien. There's just so much variation in his, in his catalogue, and, you know, I'm glad that, that's what's been spoken about more than, you know, his, his issues of drugs, um, marital issues he's had. It's more about, it's all about the music. That's all we, all, all we care about, really. Um, you know, as we've said time and time again, hip-hop is one of those genres where there's going to be problematic people within them. But there's also many, many icons, and one of them is DMX. Yeah, I think that's, I, I totally agree um, with that, T. And I think one of the... I was going to say nice, but it's not really nice because it's come out of a, a tragic situation. But one of the things that was a little bit more heartwarming was people kind of um, putting out 
threads of stories of when they met him and, and how, what a nice person that he was like on a, on a kind of personal level to, to strangers and to friends and stuff like that. Um, but the one, that, the one clip that always like just gets my like heart going is that one from Woodstock 97 and he's doing Rough Riders Anthem and you cannot see like the end of this crowd. Like, and it is mental. And it, he's just there in the, like the red dungarees <laughs> and it's just like, it's, it's amazing. You know, like you see these footages of like, and I don't want to overstate it, you know, you see these footages of like Hendrix at Woodstock, right? And it's yeah, like yeah. iconic. That's the hip hop version to me. Like it just is amazing. This entire crowd is just going fucking ballistic to hip hop and it's DMX and he's got everyone like eating out the palm of his hand and it's just an amazing show and everyone's just going nuts. And I just kind of thought, yeah, that's what it's all about. Like those sort of, those sort of tracks that you're right, I think, hip hop gets a bad name sometimes it can be a bit materialistic and a bit simplistic but in a way in a similar to like other genres like house for example it's that tribalistic like natural like elements that you get from that music that make it like important and uh yeah that clip always just like makes me think wow dmx you're a fucking ledge so yeah hope he yeah, gets better I mean, the clip for me is when he meets Rakim and he's absolutely marked yes. out over it. He just, he just looked like a looked like a little kid, you know. I mean, Rakim probably mm. does it all the time, but something like DMX was massive at that time as well. I was just like, fuck, you know, you're my hero. And, you know, and when DMX came up, it was at a time when West Coast had a lot of sway back then, even the South, you know, you had like Juvenile and Master P and all that. So that D, the fact that DMX came back and just made two albums in seven months, you know, Rough Riders beforehand, was such a massive, massive shift at that time. And, you know, you can't really understate it because hip New York ran the show until the late 80s, early 90s. So anyone who managed to swing it back, you know, the first one was Biggie with Ready to Die. And you've got to say the second one to swing it back to New York was, was DMX. It's a good yeah, point. That runs. Yeah. That's what I can't Because you think about, I always kind of looked at Rough Riders. They were the... They were almost like the um, they were the antidote to the shiny suit era. The, you know, yeah. they it was puffy, and everyone knows how much I love Bad Boy, but it was eighty soul samples, shiny suits, dancing in videos, and DMX and Rough Riders were like, nah, this ain't us. We're not having this. This isn't New York, and they kind of just went and did something completely, completely different. You know, did, so yeah, didn't Locks go there as well? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. They went there. Um, I don't think when I say they were like the antidote, I don't think there was any animosity there because no, no, you know, absolutely not. Yeah, I think you know they did the transfer, didn't they? For, for Locks and Puffy kept the publishing, didn't he? If you remember rightly, he kept their publishing. Um, paper but, gangster, paper gangster, <laughs> it's true. But yeah, I think they were just totally different, and they, it was exactly what the East Coast needed at that time. And DMX was the the guy to to spearhead it. Yeah, because I think when whenever um, New York grab it back, it always comes from a place of like, I guess that just traditional New York shit of just like, it, it's the element of like pain and a little bit of like darkness. The, the West Coast to me is always like, it's party, it's like uplifting, even though it's like gangster and it's kind of like talking that way. The instrumentals are very like sunshine in, rooftop, like drop tops, just cruising, listening to it. And it's like, yeah, the content's still fucking like gully and gangster but new york is is just edgy and rough and you're right like 
bad boy through doing really well had made it more appealing and made it more like popular and using some of those like 80s pop samples to like elevate hits and they had a shitload of hits but someone like dmx just brought it back to the that street sound again and his visuals and the way he presented himself was much more like horror core scary fucking vicious shit and the whole like dog persona thing is just aggressive and like he, yeah, he just he just really recaptured what it was for new york that run 98 to like 2000 or whenever it was he was arguably the the biggest rapper in the world in in terms of like what he was doing which again i think people do forget that they always think about like the 90s and we, we talk about all those different artists big and even jay-z and wu-tang like being iconic like dmx was was in that level at that time like he really was um, and I guess the next the next artist who really had that like blow up was 50. And I think it, and even around that, I, I might be getting this wrong. So apologies if I've mixed this up. But if you ever get a chance to listen to the podcast Mogul about Chris Lighty. Yeah, there's some really interesting stories around that time about DMX and about how he basically handled himself. And he didn't fuck around like he was a pretty pretty interesting character so yeah if you get, ever get a chance to listen to that some really interesting stuff on, on dmx's time and another thing was um it's often been said 96 to 2003 one of the best album runs of all time from jay-z mm. but jay-z was never elevated above hip-hop with any of the, mm. those albums maybe maybe because black uh, maybe because black album was his retirement album that album had a lot around it but he never really he wasn't really necessarily the face of hip-hop at any real stage in my opinion it's just the thing of Jay-Z, he's been consistent for so long, and that's why he's on the Mount Rushmore of it, but that's why he probably is the goat of hip-hop, even though I'm personally not a fan of him. But someone like DMX was someone you just couldn't move for seeing and hearing when he was at his when he was in his pomp, and that really can't be forgotten. I think that's I think that's so true. And the measure I would do of that is when I was growing up, right before I, you know, really was understanding all of the different uh, kind of nuances of, of hip-hop, right? There were only a handful of rappers who got played, their music got played in a normal club that wasn't a, like hip-hop or like R&B specialised club. And you would always hear a DMX record. You would never hear a Jay-Z record pr like prior to Black Album. Now, you, obviously in, in hip-hop circles, right? Nas, Jay-Z, like all these artists that we all love, like, yeah, obviously, like everyone, everyone knows them. But the general populace, they didn't listen to Nas. Like, they didn't, didn't listen to Jay-Z. Nas had that in hip-hop. Like, he was escalated to that. And and I think that, yeah, the, the Jay thing is really interesting because I don't think that he actually, even in hip-hop, was the very number one in that spell. Uh, and I think you're right. Longevity is what, what's tipped him over the edge. But it's interesting, for sure. So, yeah, I think just in summary, let's hope he pulls through, eh? Um, and, yeah, just get well soon, DMX. Um, okay, let's... Um, Let's take it in a slightly different direction. I want to go back a couple of weeks because I think the last episode, we again, we had so much to talk about that we had to skip over a couple of topics. And it was the Grammys a few weeks back and we didn't really get a chance to talk about it. So um, there were a couple of interesting things that touched in touched on hip-hop that, that we thought would be worth talking about. So Nas has won a Grammy for Best Rap Album. Cal, um, I know you want to speak about the Grammys. You've got this whole you've got you've got a bee in your bonnet about the Grammys and hip hop, haven't you, mate? I have got a little bit. Um, T pointed out to me before that I've actually said this before that I don't understand why they care, and I don't understand why they care. But my understanding of awards is that 
you submit your art to them to be considered for an award. So I want to be considered for a Grammy. I put out this album. Please consider my album. And then when they don't win, they go, fuck the Grammys. I'll put it in my song. The Grammys are shit. Don't submit your fucking music. If you don't, if it's fuck the Grammys and you don't care about the Grammys, because I don't actually care about the Grammys. I was, I was, I really wanted Gibbs to win it. I did really want Gibbs to win it. But generally, I wouldn't give a shit about the Grammys because I think all awards are pointless. Um, but I just think it just annoys me that rappers, i.e. Lil Wayne, would tweet, fuck the Grammys. Yeah, but I bet you fucking submitted your music and I bet if you'd have fucking won it, you'd have turned up for it, you little mug. So that's <laughs> that's, that's my only thing with it. It's just like... I think they're pointless. I think all awards are pointless, but it's just weird to me that the rappers keep saying fuck the Grammys. They've been saying fuck the Grammys for 20 years and you're still submitting your music for it to be considered. Just stop it. It's just pointless. But yeah, that's yeah. my, that's my well, problem. Well, Kanye I, I, pissed on one last year and then oh, yeah. won one this year. That was a bit weird, wasn't it? I'm yeah. sorry, T, go on, mate. I, I wouldn't say award ceremonies are pointless in as much as um, you know, if you're working hard on your craft, it's good to be rewarded for. Obviously, the reward, to be fair, I think what Cal was getting at that the reward for Freddie Gibbs is that he got shafted on early deals and now he's more successful and he's getting most of the money for himself. A lot of these artists record very bad deal, uh, very very bad deals. Um, Russ, a UK drill MC, signed a 24 album deal for something like 30k. You know, Jesus. and that's Bloody fucking stupid. Hell. So, I mean, I probably get the numbers wrong, but it was on ZZ Mills recently and he said something along those lines. So, someone like Freddie Gibbs, I understand why he would submit his albums for a Grammy because he's been in the game for 10 years and he's, he's still an independent artist. So, mm. the Grammys are a big deal for him. The reason why it's a big deal for these artists is because for years and years, there was um, black people weren't getting credited for, for their art. So, this is probably just an extension of you know, wanted to be credited because I mean, a lot of the, I guess I'm going to presume a lot of the people who pick, pick for the Grammys are not black. So maybe it's an issue, maybe it's a middle finger at the industry as much as the award ceremony in and of itself. Yeah. I think that's what it is to be honest, because again, I feel like award ceremonies work when the right things win. And that sounds like a mental thing to say, right? But mo most of the years, like whether it's the Oscars or whether it's the Grammys, it's when bullshit films win and everyone else, and when I say everyone, obviously I don't mean literally every single person, but the vast majority of people that the film is aimed at or the critics go, it should be A, and they pick B. And you're like, well, if we all think it's like, if the general consensus is this was the best film, but you six people think the other one, why does that make it the the one that wins the award? It's It's almost like this idea that, well, it's just our our opinion is is better than than yours, which is why it annoys a lot of people that big blockbusters that are also very intelligent, well made, well acted movies don't win because they're seen as like blockbusters and a little art house film will beat it. And it's like, but no one saw that movie. No one gives a shit about that movie. No one will ever mention it ever again. Yeah. But it's one best film this year. But it wasn't the best film of the year. And I think the Grammys is kind of the same thing. But I guess the victory means more to the art house film because it then pushes the film to another level. So what was the film? It was an East Asian film, and I've completely forgotten what it's called. Parasite. It was a, Parasite. That's it, the Korean film. And I if saw it didn't it. Win, 
And if it didn't win the Grammy, no one hears of it again. Yeah. So there yeah. is so maybe maybe that's what it is. But but John, yeah. I know you must remember this. Craig David got shafted at the Brits. Was it like six? Yeah. Yes, he was nominated for six and won none. Six uh, nominations, no and, Brits for CD. When yes. He dropped in his freestyle, and then Elton John. Yeah. Elton John was going mental about it, just saying like, "Oh, if Craig David's not the most talented artist in the UK right now, then I'm the Queen of England." Like he was sticking up for him. Well, that kind of helped him. In a, that, that almost helps him in a way, though, isn't it? I mean, the fact he didn't win made him almost got more attention than than winning in in some ways. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, but again, like, <laughs> I would love. I, I might actually have a look at this. <laughs> Born to Do It is one of the best British albums ever. Right? Here we go. <laughs> and I bet, I bet he lost to like A1 or someone like that. <laughs> I bet. A1, but me. <laughs> it, it will be someone mental, and you'll be like, well, that's, that album's clearly not better than Born to Do It. And who was the best artist? It'll be like, I don't know, just, it'll just be someone shit. And that's the thing that annoys me. It's like, it is like with movies, like The Artist. No one's watched it. No one gives a shit. No one talks about it. No one mentions it. The year that was nominated, there were some unbelievable films that didn't win. Mary Poppins didn't win an Oscar. You're telling me that that wasn't Oscar worthy? Didn't win a single Oscar, Mary Poppins. It's a fucking joke thing. So this is what I'm saying. Award ceremonies are only good if the right ones win. And we've seen it before um, with other artists uh getting snubbed for shit artists and the prime example of that um that we've all seen before was macklemore winning a grammy um now we did get a tweet from freddie gibbs about this topic didn't we t this uh, was it today he tweeted this he he's got an article in Mixmag, and i think he says within the article if you're going to lose to somebody you're going to want to lose to nas if anything it just shows how great i'm how great I am to lose to such an MC. I could have lost to Macklemore or something. Some people are taking it as a bit of a shot at Kendrick Lamar, though, because Kendrick Lamar lost to him. But I don't think it's a shot at Kendrick Lamar. It's just the thing of Gibbs, as me and Callum have said to each other loads of times, is that if you have beef with Gibbs, you're not going to win because he's such a troll. It's like a 50 cent. What can you possibly say against 50 cent that will possibly harm him? You can't harm a troll. He's He's like a stand-up comedian. It's like... I, I, on the Joe Rogan podcast, it was like he was in character, and I don't really watch Joe Rogan or listen to him. I think he's fucking stupid, but you just watching or listening to Freddie Gibbs, and it was like he was in character. It's 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 like it's like he's Dolomite, you know, the film with Eddie Murphy where he's playing like another character, making making um, products off of that, making like music. That's what Freddie Gibbs is. It's like he's playing another character. There's like Freddie Gibbs the dad and the person and then there's freddie gibbs the rapper this whole cocaine big rabbit like he's like a t totally different person so i think when he does these interviews and he says stuff like that oh, i could have lost to macklemore it's just funny <laughs> it's a funny line i don't see it as like him having a dig at kendrick not at all I yeah think if, if he was he's got nothing to lose isn't he mm. you know what's the worst that can happen if freddie kendrick lamar mentions him in the record then that's a whole like you know suburban america or no freddie gibbs is Gets another audience. So yeah, it's true. I, I definitely. I mean, I saw that, and that was, to be honest, that was the first thing that popped into my head. Was like, oh, he's had a little sly dig there at Kendrick. But I actually think it was it was definitely more of a diss of Macklemore, just to be like, imagine losing to to though to them. Like, mm. how shit is that? Um, mm. But yeah, Gibbs is um, <laughs> Gibbs is a is a bit of a, a troll, and I really enjoy that. But he also is. Um, 
again, I think with something you put in today, T, putting together this album of basically just every brilliant producer in the world right now. <laughs> and I think that it was like, he's literally just assembling an album to make sure he wins the Grammys, which is fair enough. Like, who was who was on the list? Uh, it was Alchemist. Alchemist was on it. Hang on, let me just get the get it all up as all there. So Pharrell, Madlib, The Alchemist, Hit Boy, Matt Roll made it, not heard of him. <laughs> Working on Dying, not heard of him. Sven Thomas, not heard of him. But I think Freddie Gibbs says he's going to be the first person to ever have three albums of the year back to back to back. So, you know, wow. I mean, you know, Bandana and Alfredo, you know, if they're not the best album of the year, they're at least in the top five. And that's an achievement from, from by anyone's standards, especially when Kendrick Lamar has released nothing in four or five years. Yeah. I was quite amused there that T was going, never heard of that guy, never heard of that guy. And there's some proper rap nerd at home in his MF Doom sweatshirt Loosen just it. smashing the house up. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Come at me. Come at me, bro. Um, so talking of smashing shit up, I'm about to fucking lose my idea. So, you know, I made a joke earlier about Craig David losing out to A1. He did lose out to A1. What did it take on me? Listen to this. British breakthrough act, right? First of all, absolute banner presented by Pete Tong and Sarah Cox. How fucking late nineties, early noughties is that? This was the list, right? It's actually a really good list. Artful Dodger, Coldplay, Craig David, Top Loader, and A One. And A One beat all of those acts. Bear Artful Dodger, Coldplay, and David separate. Yeah, well, they were separate because you had all about the stragglers. It was there the yeah. baby album? And then Coldplay. This was when um, what's it called? Parachute, Parachute. Yeah. which is good like album, their man. best album. Yeah. Uh, absolutely fucking mental. He also lost out to best British male solo artist, badly drawn boy, fat boy slim, David Gray, Craig David, and Robbie Williams. Well, fucking fat boy Williams won, didn't he? Aww. Pathetic, absolutely pathetic. And then best single of the year, presented by David Ginlar. Yes. <laughs> Holy you know. uh, and he what lost. Songs? So the songs are All Saints, Pure Shores, good tune song, Coldplay, Yellow. Great song. David Gray, Babylon. That's a banger. That's a tune. Maloko, Time Is Now. I mean, it's a great era of music. That is. Sonic, It Feels So Good. That's Absolute a tough group. Flames. Uh, Spiller, Groove Jet. Fuck. Spiller's no, best song. Hey, this is the best era of music of all time. Um, Sugar Babes, Overload, and Top Loader oh. Dancing in the Moonlight. Mate. Who won? Who won? And Craig David, Seven Days. Robbie oh. Williams, Rock DJ. Oh, come on. That's his best song. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. It's overload over bangs. Hey, you can, you know this what? is what I'm saying. You listen to this and you can kind of understand why he didn't win anything. But when Robbie Williams is winning everything, it's like, nah, fuck off, mate. This you is always what I'm won. Yeah. I need more categories, John. This, I'm loving this. Mate, this is berserk. More, right, more categories. So more. This is yes, a good more. one. British Album of the Year presented by Samuel L. Jackson. Wow. <laughs> what a coup. So you had, I mean, this is mad. Uh, Coldplay Parachutes, Radiohead Kid A. Fuck. Robbie Williams, Sing When You're Winning. Mm. Craig David, Born to Do It. And David Gray, Lost Songs. Right? Lost Songs? I don't know. Go on. Who wins that? Coldplay Parachutes. Thank That's fuck. Fair. I was like, when I read Robbie Williams, Sing When You're Winning, I was like, if that fucking wins, <laughs> I, that is it. I'm never That's listening to a song that. again. Uh, what else was there? British Video of the Year, which was basically all the same songs. Um, rock yeah. DJ, Robbie Williams. I mean, it's just it's just berserk. And then, like most awards, Robbie Williams won three. Most nominations, Craig David six. 
no wins. Absolutely. I can see why I, can see why I didn't win them now. Yeah. I mean, look, what I would say is the category <laughs> should have won is um, he should have won uh, best breakthrough. Yes. Because, because A1 <laughs> should not have won it. Everyone else on that list, right? Artful Dodger, yep. They had a couple of number ones, I think, in that time. Coldplay, fair enough. Amazing album. Top Loader, you had one song. Craig David should have pissed that award. Like, absolutely A1, A1's best song is a fucking cover. Exactly. I'm, I'm so, so, the American listeners won't have a clue who any of these people are. But A1 were a boy band who could play instruments. So they were kind of like busted before busted. They played instruments. You know, they're fairly talented. But none of their songs really crossed over like, you know, like, like a boy zone or other boy bands at the time. So yeah, should have won breakthrough. Yeah. Um, this this is an extra bit of banter for you. British <laughs> dance act, right? Presented by Audley Harrison and Denise Lewis. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, Craig, Craig David was in this category as well. Fatboy Slim, Maloko, Craig David, Sonique, and Artful Dodger. Fatboy Slim won. Fine. Uh, again, no problem with that. Um, international male solo artist presented by Elton John. That was okay. when he when he went mad about Craig David because. He literally, that was the end of it. He'd like been nominated for all of them, didn't win any, and he just went mental. Eminem, Ricky Martin, Wycliffe Sean, Ronan Keating, and Cisco. <laughs> and Eminem won. Okay. What year was that? 99? It'd be 2000. 2000. 2001. Yeah. 2001, so that's Marshall Mathers. Yeah, so I can see, yeah. yeah, I can see why he won that. I'm just thinking about that. I'm just thinking about when they got Samuel Jackson and like what. Like you know, like you know, like big stars, and they have like the demands for like the dressing room. And it's like, oh, I want the room to be like twenty-two point six degrees. And he's, <laughs> and then Samuel Jackson would have turned up and just said, "Nah, motherfucker, I want, I want a hand job off Denise Van Out, and otherwise, I'm not coming." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell Audley Harrison, I'm gonna chin him. Just tell him to fuck off. Yeah. Stop, stop trying to get into my dressing room. It's not gonna yeah. happen, man. I want Zig and Zag to turn up. <laughs> I want a blowy off Zig and Zag. <laughs> I want a three up with Zig and Zag. <laughs> I want Denise Van Outen to watch. Where have a fucking move about. Yeah. <laughs> have a fucking mooch about. <laughs> right. We're gonna um we're gonna now move into uh part two. Back in the day. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid Okay, again. so this is uh, back in the day. This is a story that references something or someone from the golden era. We're going to take a little bit of a twist on it this week. Um, we actually originally had this in our uh, in another section of the pod, The Choice Is Yours. But we thought we'd, we'd move it to here because it's quite an interesting topic. Might have some... Um, might have some legs to discuss a few different things. So essentially, it's a bit of a um, a would you rather. And the would you rather is this. Would you rather listen to any hip-hop albums released before New Year's Eve 1999? Or would you rather listen to any albums from the year 2000 onwards? So I guess what what's interesting about this question for me is that if you pick the year 2000 onwards, that means you've pretty much got unlimited music until the day you die. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's but, a good point. But we've, as we've discussed before, particularly for me, I have a bias towards older music. So, like, it's, I guess the question really is like, are you prepared to sacrifice some of your favorite ever albums for what could come down the line? Um, T, let's start with you, mate. What, when you saw this question, what, what was your like initial instincts and like, where are you, which one are you leaning towards? Initially, it would be before. <clears throat> 
be before the year 2000. There's just so many memories there. But then, I don't know, I mean, any album, when you talk about the best albums in hip-hop, they'd be primarily towards the 90s and primarily from New York. Obviously, you've got The Chronic and other albums outside of that. But with hip-hop, that, that, those are the, gold, the golden eras. It was 87 to, to 95. That's the golden era. Those are the best, and the best albums are from that era. So it's difficult to to really present an argument for 2000 onwards. How about you, Cal? What were your first thoughts, mate, when you saw the question? I, I feel like the the challenge here is to try and put together a strong case for post-2000. I mm. think that's kind of the, the real challenge. And, you know, you think you would... I, I think if you... I think if you was to just stick with pre 2000, I think that music would eventually get stale. I think you need the balance. I know you don't agree with that, John, because you've not listened to anything past 2000 ever in your life. Um... <laughs> well, born, born to do it was 2001. So. Ah, <laughs> I did lose one of my favorite ever albums. In fact, there are a lot of oh. albums actually. That, you that, said hip hop though. We did say hip hop. We did say hip hop, but I th- yeah, like I think, um, that early era of the 2000s that's like 50s run right and even some of like uh dmx and latter jay-z career and you know some of like i think marshall mathers is 2000 or 2001 you're losing stillmatic kanye west yep you're losing common's peak losing uh you're losing b yeah, you're losing a lot of blues albums. Yeah, losing a lot of music. Yeah. Ad-lib. So I do, I do think, you know, that actually when you start looking at it, that bearing in mind that you've got those albums we just mentioned, mm-hmm. plus you've got whatever comes in the future. And I guess I would just have to, like, lean towards just rediscovering a love for finding new stuff that I like. It would obviously, like, properly gut me to never be able to listen to like Mob Deep and Wu-Tang and Big L and Biggie. And it would, like that would gut me. But I don't think it's as easy as I first thought when I looked at it. I was just like, oh, well, obviously I'll just go pre like 2000. But there's a lot more there. Plus there's like the joy of discovering older music that you didn't know about. You just have to get like really into like Aesop Rock and like, or like Easy Moby, like all those really old shit rappers that people like. (laughs) <laughs> well, if, if you get yeah, he's a producer yeah <laughs> I think he I meant Busy B I meant Busy B the rapper says shit to be offensive we know this <laughs> you'd have to just get into like Big Daddy Kane albums like you like no deep down like you know this shit but you kind of like mate you've got to like <laughs> set yourself up it's like no I'm gonna be into pre-2000 music I'm gonna pretend that Big Daddy Kane's actually really good <laughs> right i know like our whole thing is like we're uh like contrary and we just like say anything we want but you in in the sort of since this pod started i think you've basically said big l is like tesco own brand big baked beans (laughs) run dmc shit i stand by that and and <laughs> and now going in on Big Daddy Kane. I mean, it's I, I'll fucking... put Run DMC on my tombstone. Run DMC were shit. They are shit. And Beastie Boys, <laughs> fucking crap. But Big Daddy Kane's cool. I'm just being a dickhead. <laughs> like he's cool, but no. But but uh, the point I make is serious. Like you could, 
find an enjoyment of like discovering like Jungle Brothers or, you know, other kind of rappers that perhaps you didn't think you was into, but, you know, you think, well, Jungle Brothers, they're, you know, they're shit, but, you know, if I listen to it enough, I'll get into it. <laughs> that is outrageous. I've this, never this listened is... I've never listened to Jungle Brothers <laughs> is... in my life. This man's drinking water, but just say the madness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's it? What? What is he putting in his water? This is what I mean. I, I don't trust people who don't drink. And that's based purely on Cal because he doesn't drink and he's a fucking psycho. That is a concern. I've not had to yeah. drink this calendar yet. <laughs> people who don't drink definitely have bodies in the garden. Yeah, for sure. For sure, mate. For sure. And this is what I mean. People listen to this pod and they know Cal saying mad shit. And they must think at home, like, oh, these like must get proper tanked up before pods. And most of the time, me and T are having, you know, having a few drinks. And Cal's always sober and is always dropping absolute lunacy. So, fuck I it. I just... That. I didn't mean that about Jungle Brothers. I don't want to be mean about them or Big Daddy Kane. I do mean it about Run DMC and I do mean it about Beastie Boys. They can both fuck off and they're both shit. But... I'm not into Beastie Boys at all. <laughs> T agrees uh... with me. He's just being nice. I know he agrees with me. I don't, I don't think none of this shit. I just don't, this don't really do much for me. I'll only pick the night because you both pick after you both pick two thousand and onwards, because um, there are stuff you can discover. Um, you got Raucous from the late nineties. You've got um, you know, Crucial Conflict had a little run, really scraping the barrel here. <laughs> Crucial <laughs> Conflict, but they were massive. When Crucial Conflict were big, they were massive. But you got um, you know, Bloods and Crips had Pyro Love back in ninety three. Listen to that album. And a bit, a bit of early too short. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I'm I mean... regretting this decision. The more I'm speaking, yeah. <laughs> too short. Like all about all those like Ice T, like horror. Like you said about horrorcore earlier on. Yeah. Like Ice T, when he did all those shit fucking horror music, you can really get into that. Start wearing eyeliner and shit. That'd be fun. To be fair, Ice T had a very good run. He had Power is a good album. To be fair to him. Yeah. But yeah, um. I'm gonna pick my. I'm, I'm regretting my decision. I'm gonna pick. Gonna go with it anyway for the sake of balance. Because you're both bits two thousand onwards. Fair, fair. All right. Well, look, let's um, let's get into our halftime hype track. Uh, for those that don't know, this is where we 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 shine a light on artists that we think are either underappreciated or underlisten, underrepresented. It's a it's a platform for new artists that maybe like want a chance to to get their music heard or artists that've been around for a while that they've got a new project that we think is really interesting. So. This week, I've picked a uh, track from our guest from last week, Genesis Elijah. It's a track from his new album, Vision. Uh, it's called These Days. If you want to listen to all of the artists that we feature on uh, the Halftime Hype um, section, you can go to the Halftime Hype playlist on Spotify. So just search for Halftime Hype. Uh, if you want to submit your music, then go to the website, www.notoriouspod.com. Go on there. There's a section for contact us and just get in contact. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do. We'll listen to your music. If it's whack, then you won't hear back. Uh, if it's good, yeah, if it's good, then it, it might get played. So uh, this is your halftime hype track. This is Genesis Elijah these days from the album Vision. Oh, one of these days. We'll live like they do on them movie screens We'll get all those things we worked for, you'll see Just hold on, I'll give you all your dreams Yeah, one of these days I was a from the start, dealing with things that I couldn't really grasp And I would always ask you for more, and you'd always give me more than I'd asked 
But I'd throw it back in your face, then apologize, then say it's all in the past. Trying to give you my life, and at the same time, my life's falling apart. More than a dark will come to the light. You feel it inside when something's just right. And we come too far to just chuck it in right. And if I'm alive, you're the love of my life. Say, mum, I took my mother's advice. Whatever she's worth to you, double the price. Cause no one else up for the trouble in time. So now when I rise, it's just us on the flight. It was a comedy, cause we could barely afford economy. You wanted another holiday. Are you mad in this economy? But you work so hard. And not once did you get onto me and say, I know this is your dream, but it might not work out properly. One of these days, we don't live like they do when they scream. We don't get all those things we worked for, we'll see. Just hold on, I'll give you all your dreams. One of these days, we don't live like they do when they scream. We don't get all those things we worked for, we'll see. Just hold on, I'll give you For you it was never the money As long as the kids ain't hungry The mortgage is paid, the bills ain't late Then it's all great and we're comfy And yeah, you wanted a little more But me, you always wanted it all And it always had to be on my terms And many times that pride led me to fall And only you were there to lift me up Hold me down and pick me up <laughs> Nah, I mean literally I have no car, you had to pick me up Drop me off at Terry's yard Cause I had an album to finish up Yeah, I got about two tracks to do I'll drop you a text when I finish up <laughs> How times have changed, I keep telling you I might buy the range and yeah I don't really need it but I just want to flex a little I might buy a chain A chain of restaurants And you can have whatever the rest you want I don't even really do this for me I do this all for you Every oh, one of these days We don't live like they do when they move We don't get all those things we work for no see Just hold on, I'll give you all your dreams One of these days We don't live like they do when they move We don't get all those things we work for no see Just hold on, I'll give you all your dreams One of these days Okay, so that was your halftime hype playlist. That was Genesis Elijah, friend of the show, and that was his track "These Days" from the album Vision. Uh, it was great having him on. Really enjoyed having him on, and um, yeah, we, we should probably get him on to just one of the, one of the normal episodes just to, to talk about the scene because he's um, he's had an amazing career, like worked with some really interesting people, loads of cool features on the last album. So it'd be good to have him back and just talk more general about some shit. But before that. Um, We've got today's episode, and we've got quite a big, a big section now. This is, um, this is the choice is yours. This is a choice between uh, two things and why it could be an album, artist, comedian, sneaker brand, all that kind of stuff. But this time, we've kind of taken a bit of a twist on it because we're now going to um, the choice is, is yours is going to be more of a choice in terms of a selection, and we're going to be picking teams. And this all came about from uh, a question we had a few weeks back now. Um, from John Brady on Instagram. And this is what he asked. He said, how's it going? Thanks for answering my other question a few weeks back. I promise I won't mention those subhuman scum over at 808 again, which <laughs> Im- <laughs> immediately <laughs> endeared him to me. So I just thought he gets the banter straight away. Uh, shout to Cam and the boys at Create 808. He put, I've got another question, please. So say there was a hip hop version of the Ryder Cup, USA versus Europe. For this, though, let's just say the UK. Okay, so USA versus the UK. Who would be your teams of 12? He's put dead or alive or any era, but we'll come back to that because we're going to, we've created our own rules. And one captain for each side. UK team can pick from Grime too. Okay, so 
we thought this was a brilliant question. We're going to call this the, in honor of DMX, the Rough Riders Cup. And we are going to format it slightly differently because we wanted to, because when we first read this, we were like, well, you know, most people are going to favor the US. So we've got to try and find a way to like limit the selection, make it more difficult. So first thing we've done is we've said, right, it's only people that are alive because otherwise, you know, that takes out Big E, Big L, Big Pun, right? Some big hitters, Tupac, takes out some big hitters. So that, that reduces it down, makes it a little bit more manageable. Then what we've done is we've said, look, Obviously, the hip-hop is pretty dominated by the East and West Coasts. So let's put some numbers around it. So for our team of 12 from the US, we've got to pick four from the East Coast. And we're including like Chicago, Detroit in, in the East Coast, just to keep it easy. We know it's not actually on the coast. Uh, four from the West, three from the South, and then we're allowed one wild card pick from any coast or region to, to complete the twelve. And then with the UK, we're just going to put, because, you know, it's, it's not as easy to define that. We just got to pick 12 from the grime and hip hop scenes in the UK. So let's, um, let's start. What we'll do, I will, uh, I'll try and keep us in check. I'll keep a note of the, of the names we're going for. We'll start with our, like, uh, nominations for the West, uh, sorry, for the East Coast. So I'll, I'll give you my, uh, my suggestions to start with just to get the, um, the juices flowing, boys. And then we will basically debate them and we will settle on a final four that will be our selection for the team. So hopefully everyone gets the rules of what we're trying to do here. And um, this is all making sense to everyone. What we'll do at the end, once we've completed the teams on our Instagram feed, we will match them up against their counterparts from the UK. And you can vote on which one you think would win uh, in a in a head-to-head. I guess it would be like a, what? Would it be a battle? I, I think it should be like a clash. You know, like Wiley and Stormzy did like the sends for each other, right? Yeah. I think it should be basically like that. It's a go back and forth, this record battle. That's the parameters of what we're, what we're fighting for. And what I think we should do is if, if the UK artists are within a certain percentage, like we'll handicap it, then they take the victory. So we'll work that out and we'll put that all the uh, instructions on the Instagram once we've figured all that shit out. Right, let's start with the East Coast. My four nominations for East Coast representatives for the US are as follows. Sean Carter, a.k.a. Jay-Z, is my first nomination. Nas, Nazir Jones. Uh, Rakim, the God, still floating about, still very much alive. And Eminem. That's wow. my former. Now, the, now I knew this would cause a stir, but this is my thinking, right? Are there better artists or like putting out better music? Yeah, absolutely, right. But if this is a send battle type scenario, Eminem is still going to have some fire. He's still going to have some venom. He's still going to craft a diss record better than most people. And so I kind of thought about that, and I thought he's still got to be in with a shout of being in this sort of format, even though his records are trash. Um, you, so kind, that, you, kind, you, you kind of threw the battle thing in late. That kind of changes my picks a bit well, now. Well, otherwise, how do you, like, what's the format? Like, how do they I compete? Was, I was half thinking about a versus type thing, but okay. Oh, yeah, if it's a versus type thing, then the US will just win every everything. So it's got to be yeah. some sort of, like, level playing field, skill for skill type scenario. Oh, I mean, I think Jay-Z and Nas is unanimous, so that means we're arguing over the next two. Is that fair, Cal? Can I yeah, all yeah, yeah, sort of both? Yeah. 
Yeah, pencil okay. them both in. Jay and Nas have got a seat on the plane for the first ever Rough Riders Cup official. Wow. Okay, so T, give me give me a couple more names. That, you can just chuck names out there, right? We can always like whittle them down afterwards. Uh, I had Freddie Gibbs in common, but I'm not sure if Freddie Gibbs would be someone who can really battle. Common had the little beef with um, Ice Cube and West Side Connection. And what was that? I see the bitch in you. So that shows that Common has at least got that to him. So I'll keep Common in there. I don't love Common loads personally, but in terms of, I just put in terms of like discography, longevity, consistency more than actual skills in a battle. But I'll keep Common in there. Freddie Gibbs, I'm prepared to bend on that one. The thing is about Common, and especially given the sort of sending battle element this record he's got a disc record under his belt that was a good one as well like bitching yeah. you is, is a good disc record so that's a good that's a good show i didn't really think about that um cow how about you mate any any other names to add to the mix it was a uh, yeah because we're all biased here you know mm. we all want uk to win and you know we was listing uk rappers yesterday and in my head i was like i was like a spurs fan i was like we've got a chance here we've got a fucking chance here you know, we're playing fucking, you know, 1994 Brazil. But I was like, we've got a chance. But um, so a part of me was like, do you know what? Should I just throw Loon in? Should I just say Loon? Because <laughs> Ch- Chip's going to do Loon, isn't he? And then, and then we've got a point on the board. So I'm half tempted to pick Loon. Um, but... I feel like Loon is going to be like, um, not that I know anything about golf, but like Ian Poulter was like, he's shit all year, but he just yeah. does amazing in, yeah. in the Ryder Cup. And Loon could be that guy, mate. You need to be careful with people like that, you know? Imagine Loon just smashes Chip, just absolutely <laughs> demolishes him. Chip just... runs out of bars against Loon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not only does he, like, he's not like Stormzy where he just turns up at the house. Like, he, he sees his wallpaper and everything, like, absolutely everything. <laughs> Empties his cupboards out, goes in his fridge, the lot. So yeah, that's that's Loon. Finger in a marmite and fucking yeah. shows up, isn't that? Yeah. Just yeah, grabs a handful of fucking marge straight out of the fridge. Fucking this, mate. Um Ghostface. Yeah, it's a fair, fair shout. But Ghostface. Gibbs had, had the disc record for um for Jeezy on um on Pinata. Mm. And that was quite that was quite biting still. Mm. True, and, and also Gibbs, yeah. as we've discussed, is a, is a troll. I feel like if you've given him enough time and enough ammunition to like learn about people, mm. I feel like he's definitely got that witty savageness inside him where he could put something together. So I think Gibbs is is a fair, very fair shout. Is Gibbs a lock then? Because I, I would, I'm happy to go with that. I feel like Gibbs is an interesting choice because he's like he's quite current, like he's active as well. Because mm. again, I feel like Rakim. He's an old man now, and he has like, he's not active. Like it seems instinctive, which is why I put it down immediately. And then I was like, but actually, imagine it now. Like, has he still got it? Like, could he still compete in that way? Like, I don't know. Maybe he can. Oh, I wouldn't put him in myself. But, all right, so let's let's exclude Rakim. So, so should we three. say so Gibbs? Gibbs is in. Gibbs yeah. is on the plane. Gibbs so is so on we the... need one more to agree on. Do you know who we haven't? We haven't. Um, Mentioned. Oh, actually, no. Ignore me. God, carry on. I'll see if see if it comes up. We well, got you, you we said got... you said you said Eminem, right? Yeah. There's Fifty Cent, who's a bit of a troll, mm. as well. Perhaps. Yeah. He's he's not bad at the beef stuff, is he? Um, but I think I think we've kind of covered that with Gibbs. I think Gibbs is almost. I think he's 
I think currently he's he's better at being the fifty cent type troll than fifty cent is these days. Um so I wouldn't I wouldn't put fifty cent in. Um where does um what what category does Ricky Ross fall under? Uh, East because I'm Miami. South. Um, yeah, south. South. Miami, south, isn't he? Florida, yeah. I think I think we can claim him for South, can't we? What about LL Cool J? What about cannabis? Oh fuck off. <laughs> Got RA the rugged man and the mortal technique. Or mortal technique was a battler. Rugged man's a shout, yeah. Rugged man is a shout. Rugged man yeah. is a shout. Because I feel like if we haven't got an Eminem type that maybe Rugged Man's more active and he's still making better music. I feel I'd like if M's not making the cut, then I think Rugged Man is a good alternative. Because oh, I, I feel I, like they're similar, but Rugged Man's Rugged I Man gets better. better yeah. Really? I'm surprised. I thought Eminem might have been a bit, bit more of a. Oh, I think in a battle, I think Rugged Man would do him. And I but, rate Eminem in a battle. I think he smashes most people, but I think Rugged Man might do him. We could we could save Eminem as a potential wild card. A wild card, yeah. Just keep wild it card. keep it in the pocket. So are we going Rugged Man? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I just put t- Tugged instead of Rugged Man. That's, that's to come <laughs> later. <laughs> Rugged Man, right. Okay, so our four nominations from the East Coast are Jay-Z, Nas, Gibbs, and R.A. the Rugged Man. Okay. I feel that's pretty, that's pretty strong, and we've like, we haven't kept it completely old school. Like, I think we've given some good reasons for that. Okay, West Coast. Um, I don't care, because I don't like anyone from the West Coast, really. Um, <laughs> when we mentioned it earlier, T mentioned Ice Cube, which I think is like absolute... No brainer, number one pick. He's like number one draft pick, isn't he? Ice Cube. Goes he's got. Draft. He's got to be, yeah. hasn't he? First round. Right. First Ice round. Cube. Bang. Um. Okay, so Talk I think uh, the hipsters. I think I think all the the guys that create eight oh eights with their Velcro wallets are like corrupt. Put corrupt in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good shout. Though. <laughs> I think corrupt is actually a really good shout. He's from Philadelphia, though, isn't he? Yeah, but he's West Coast. He's, he reps West. I think that's fine. I think that's fine. Yeah, he's West Coast. Um, I actually, right. it's funny you say that because I actually had Corrupt as the only other name on my West Coast list. I was like, Corrupt, I guess. What, what about Game? Oh, fuck yeah. I like Game a lot. Uh, yeah, definitely. Game. Game's a great shout. And Who are you three for, for the West, then, Carl? Say that again. Who are you three for the West? Um, I wrote down Game. Ice Cube. I actually wrote Snoop Dogg down, but I don't think he'd be any good in a battle. Um, it'd just be, yeah, he wouldn't be any good. Um, yeah, I'm going to say corrupt. I'm going to say corrupt. I was being a dickhead, but I'm going to say corrupt. I picked, I picked Ice Cube, Kendrick, and Blue, but Blue won't be that much in a battle, so I'm, I can bend on that one. Kendrick did control, so there was that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I feel like Kendrick uh, would be a little bit like. Gibbs in the sense that he is it's a big name coming to the party and if you gave him enough material on whoever he's competing against he's of a skill level that would create something quite good I think potentially so I feel like Kendrick has that cachet of should be in this mix I think I'd vote for Kendrick I'm happy for Kendrick to be on the plane yeah okay so Kendrick so we have we've got 
Ice Cube and Kendrick so far repping. I, I feel like I'm missing someone. Planet Asia is a bit hipster. He's been around yeah. for years. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sophia is a freestyler, but he's not going to make a list if I'm being realistic. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who else you got in the West. It's really bad. I've kind of got, got a complete blank. You've and got like, as soon as we as soon as we stop recording, I'm going to remember loads. You've got like Raskas. Oh um, God, he's got to be in. You think Raskas has got to be in? That guy's a savage. I, I don't think he can beat Gorilla Black, though. I think Gorilla Black should go in over Raskas, really. <laughs> Die in the fucking fire, mate. <laughs> Raskas is definitely a shout. Uh, MC8 yeah. as well, I would say, has got to be considered. Oh, God, yeah, MC8. Um, oh, man. I think Raskas has got a shout. Exhibit, he's from Detroit, but he reps West Coast. Um, you've got the Cypress Hill guys. Um, obviously, Game. I still think Game's a contender. Um... Murs, Ollie Murs, Ollie Murs, <laughs> Nipsey, uh, Nipsey Hustle. He's passed away sadly, so it can't be Nipsey. Yeah, um, yeah I think it's either Raskas or Hurricane Game. Oh. <laughs> He's not having game at all. I don't I know. Uh, game's a troll, though. We need we exactly. to have a troll in there. And also, I want England to, I want UK to do okay. So it'd be good to have, you know, win a week. Yeah. <laughs> So we're going to handicap the US with yeah. the game in. <laughs> yeah, our bad selections are going to help out the UK. I love it. Yeah. Some yeah. angry US listeners. Yeah. What the fuck, man? <laughs> so what are we going for then? Ice Cube, Kendrick and two others. Is what is two, one of fuck. them? Oh, we've yeah, we got four. Yeah, we've got four. I don't uh, know that. I think we two should more. have Game and Raskas then. I'd be happy with that, if I'm being honest. I think that's quite quite strong. We've got our hipster picks. All the Velcro wallets chaps at home will be happy that we've got Raskas in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's so go. So what have we got? Tell us the list. What have we got? So we've got... Uh, is game getting the fourth spot, yeah? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that means we have got... We have got... East Coast, Jay-Z, Nas, Gibbs, R-Raider, Rugged Man, West Coast, Ice Cube, Kendrick Lamar, Raskas, and The Game. Yeah. I think that's fair. Okay, cool. Right, now uh, we've got the South. Okay. So we can have three from the South because um, the South is the worst of all regions. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Should we uh, just so... pick like the... Tr- like most Southern rappers are trash anyway. So should we just pick the three? Tra- <laughs> should we just pick the like Lil Zane? <laughs> Soldier Boy? <laughs> Soldier Boy. He stole his whole blow! <laughs> It has to be Scarface first pick, doesn't it? Scarface. Scarface and Andre 3K, I think, are fairly straightforward choices. Am I? Because you changed it to like a battle, I was kind of had to change. I, I had to put Big Boy in instead because Big Boy seems more of a battle type rapper for me. But then I had Scarface, Big Boy, and Luda. Yeah, that's Ludacris was on my list as well. I really like Luda, and I think again, like he's got that like comic side of his flow that he like he'd be able to come up with some pretty witty shit. I think. No love for Ricky Ross. No, we're not having it. Not nah. Okay. Is no. is is the next screw and he's fat? I mean, <laughs> no. He's yeah, gonna he, get... he would lose, yeah. wouldn't he? It's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Scarface is in. Is that fair? Hundred percent. Yeah. Right, that, then it's Big Boy or Andre from Outcast. We could have them both, in fairness. You've got um, Killer Mike as another one, but I don't know what he's lacking about all. 
He's from Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, he's another Velcro wallet favourite, though, isn't he? We've <laughs> <laughs> like got too many Velcro wallet uh, favourites. So you got, you got Bun B as well? Yeah, Bun B. Um, yeah, I think Ludacris, I think actually think Ludacris is a good shout. I actually think he is a good shout. I do as well. Well, we all agree on Ludacris, so let's put him in. The Scarface, Scarface and Luda. Scarface and Luda. Okay, they're in. So we've got one more slot from the South. We haven't got anyone from Outcast, which I think is berserk. So I think we need to pick between Andre and Big Boy. I think it should be Andre, but that's only just because I feel like that's a cliched answer. I just feel a Big Boy would be... Better in the battle. I don't know. If, I don't know if Andre's like that in the battle. Though. Andre's a bit more of um. I don't know. Andre's more about the image, isn't he? Maybe, but then in um, is it two dope boys? He's like, ah, oh, this MC came up to me, talking the so-called freestyling, and then they, he talks about how he's like battled, battling him, freestyling against each other. So I feel like maybe, maybe he had a bit about him in the past. And he could probably sing as well, which would make it even more embarrassing for the whoever's up against. Could be a bit like Kendrick, where it's like artistically does something a bit different rather than just like this is. Could be, could be smarter. Cal, you're not, you don't seem convinced, mate, by this outcast chat. Well, I, again, I, I, there's a part of me that really wants to tarnish the USA's chances here, that really wants to just go, I'll piss off, just put little flip in, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just stick little flip in there and just let's have a laugh, you know. Let's see how what about Flowrider? Flowrider. Oh, Flowrider. Um, yeah. <laughs> Shall we put Flowrider in? Because it would be fucking hilarious. Like Flowrider versus Stormzy. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, I think someone, someone, yeah, because let's have it right. The UK are going to get absolutely tumped up. So I kind of want to, I want us to get a point on the board. Flowrider. Just in matchups. I'm putting Flowrider in. Yep. Yes. Scarface, Flowrider, and Ludacris. Flowrider. <laughs> so, so we have a wild card now. Right, wild card. Oh, we have uh, a wild card now. Oh, okay. I had bits Kanye West, but the rules have changed, so I don't know if I can have him now. He would die He's in still... battle. Would die. Yeah, he would die. I wonder if we could have Drake. <laughs> He's from Canada. Drake. That's a problem. Ah, oh, shit. Wild card, though, mate. Wild card. Yeah. Do the UK get Drake? Because he's part of the Commonwealth. Oh, oh okay. Uh, I'll tell you what, we have fucked up here because we should have picked Pusha T. So is that he a could wild be card? in a wild card. Oh, Pusha T. Because all I was thinking is, like, as, oh, we could have Does Drake. he count as Southern? Yeah. He counts as Southern, right? Where are they from? Oh, is he from Virginia? Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. That's Southern. Yeah. So you'd have to have but, him over Ludacris then. No, we'll have him over Flowrider and put Flowrider as our wild card pick. Yes. Okay, that works for me. That works for yes. me. Yes. Okay. We've eight names, man. I know we have. But that makes it, oh, that makes it even better. If we picked 12 names, they were all right. We'd have nothing to talk about, wouldn't they? So it's exactly. not a controversy. Do you know what, as well now? Now I've got a lot more sympathy. You know when people do their like top 50s lists and we just yeah. absolutely slate them? Now I'm like, I know why, because you just go blank and you're like, Flowrider? That feels right. <laughs> um, okay, so... <laughs> UK. The USA team with, with some uh, match fixing is, from the East, Jay-Z, Nas, Freddie Gibbs, R.A. The Rugged Man. From the West, Ice Cube, Kendrick Lamar, Raskas, The Game, 
from the south, Scarface, Ludacris, Pusha T. That's got a much better sound, doesn't it? Wild card is Flo Rida. Who's the captain? Ooh. Captain's got to be Flo Rida, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be. Yeah. Captain, captain has got to be Jay Z. Okay, yeah, definitely not. I, I feel like yeah. he's got the he's got the respect there, Jigger. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine. He, he seems like the elder statesman as well. Maybe Ice Cube. Ice Cube. I was going to say maybe Ice Cube. Well, maybe it's Jay Z and Ice Cube. You know, they have like their they have a vice. They have two vice captains, don't they? Yeah. yeah. So you'd probably have Jay Z as captain, Ice Cube as vice captain, and maybe Scarface as the other vice captain. And then you got one from each coast. Perfect. You got one from each coast. You love it. Right now, time for the obvious winners of this uh, tournament: the mighty okay. United Kingdom, the greatest nation on God's earth. Um, I just made a massive list of everyone I could think of who I thought is just a fucking quality spitter from from the UK, and then I just added a couple of like honourable mentions. And when I did the honourable mentions, I started stumbling on some really interesting concepts and ideas for people. So, do you want? Should I just read you my entire list, or would you, yeah. would you boys want to start? Yeah, okay. Go on. My UK knowledge so this, is pretty bad. So this was my stream of consciousness. I think first of all, I was like, right, let's go grime. Because there's a lot of cl- clashing in grime. So it's like automatically from a battle perspective, there's going to be some bars there. So I've gone Wiley first. Yeah, I think Wiley's Ske- in, isn't it? Skepta, Stormzy, Kano, Getz, Chip, right? That was my like grime side of, of the genre, right? Then I started going hip hop and I was like, Kalashnikov, Jest. Rodney P, Tony D. <laughs> and then I was like, we mentioned this yesterday, Slick Rick. But but that being said, if it's now in a battle scenario, that might it might work really well, but it could also be an absolute disaster. Um mm-hmm. honorable mentions, Skinny Man, Dizzy Rascal, Genesis Elijah, Ocean Wisdom. Mike Skinner, who I'd also Ooh, think would be wow. really interesting, because from a like a comedy perspective and a little bit like the Kendrick thing, like musically something quite different, I think he'd be really cool. Lil Sims and Lady Leisha, they were my that's my like my list of she people. Can I think. Battle, you know, Lady Leisha, so that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I think she'd be really good. And Lil Sims, great. I think she's fucking brilliant. I'm so a that's bit my upset list. at us now. I'm a bit upset at us that we didn't pick a lady. For the US, yeah. Who who would you have slung in the mix? Kim or Nicki Minaj? Yeah, but little Kim hasn't written a good record since Big died. So or Rhapsody, Rhapsody. Yeah, put your lighters Rhapsody. up as a tune though. Still, no name yeah. as well. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, the, team, the team's locked. The team's locked. Don't change the it. Team's locked in. Yeah, have little Kim as a wild card though for the US. What instead of Flow Rider? You mad? <laughs> 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 what? What do you think this is, mate? <laughs> a fucking cherry, fucking mag. The team, um, so, the team. Some locked. golf clubs don't allow um, ladies to play on the course, which yeah. is you know it's bang out of order. Um, we don't make so, the rules. Exactly, we don't make the rules. No. Um, but we could, we could have a um, a lady on the team in the UK because we're more progressive than the states. They're just back, they're backwards over there. Yeah, so, good point. Good point. And I think she should be one of the vice captains as well. Yeah. 
captain, if anything. Le- to be fair, Lady Leisha is, could genuinely hold her own in that in this list for me. I think she's, she's on really. I think she's in the list. Very decent. Okay. Um, okay. Are we going to have Lady Leisha's first pick then? Yeah. Um, Slick Rick captain, Chip vice captain. <laughs> Slick Rick's Lady- in this. You have a Slick Rick in this. I'm not sure about Slick Rick. I feel like it sounds good, but no, you don't Lady Leisha. Foul. I just, I just, I just can't see it. I feel like he's a storyteller. Yeah, Maybe that could fine. work. But right. I don't know. I don't know. Right, Leisha is in, yeah? Is yes, there, are there any other 100%. automatic... I feel like if it's a battle, our very own friend of the show, Tony D, should definitely fucking 100%. be in. 100%, yeah. yeah. One of the best battlers this country's ever produced. He's got to be in the mix. Yeah. yeah. I think he's probably captain, actually. He might actually be captain. Tony D, definitely. Yeah, Tony D is captain. He's captain. He's captain. Slick Rick's out. You you said he was shit, so we'll we'll take Slick Rick out. The thing is, we could just get Tone to go ghostwrite for everyone, and then exactly. just completely smash them up. Um, so I think that we're on a safe foot in there. Okay, so Lady Leisha, Tony D is captain. Third pick. Any any standouts from the list that I've said that you boys Chip. are like? Yeah, Chip. Chip. T, you happy with that? Yep. Okay, so Chip is in the mix. Okay. Uh, anyone else? Kano. Wanna... Kano in the house. Okay. Kano. It's pick four. Okay. Anyone else? I feel like Wiley should definitely be in there because I feel that Wiley and Kano clash was a classic. Wiley, Stormzy. What all Wiley does is send for people. He's I'm not having Stormzy. I'm not having Stormzy on my list, though. Yeah, I mean, I put him in there because he he had big name appeal. Yeah, I'm not fussed about him. He can. That's he can tough. Get... That's, that's, that's tough. He's not because you're gonna have Wiley. Round. Yeah, I get it. I get why you're saying it, but it's like you're picking Wiley, and I I agree that we're picking Wiley, but Stormzy smashed Wiley. No, he didn't. He smashed his face in. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he, he did hold his own. So his there is an argument in. to say if we're saying Wiley's like definitely on the plane, that I someone who Wiley held their own. Yeah. I've, I've got yeah. 10 names, a lot of them on Todd's list. So it's Wiley, Skepta, Kano, Getz, Chip, Klashnikov, Jess, Tony D, Skinny Man, and Lady Leisure. Maybe the two names I may add might be Chester P, but that's probably arguable. And Rod, well, Rodney P is a bit problematic, so I'm not going to pick him because I'm because I'm woke. <laughs> well, what, about, what about Wiley then, mate? He's, he's a fucking he's a fucking he, lunatic. To be, he took. I mean, the stuff he, the stuff he said was mad anti-Semitic, and he took it back. He was against yeah. one person, and he did apologise. It was fucking dreadful, though. And hip hop yeah. is riddled with problematic people, so. You know, yeah. probably on this. This is foundations of sand. This this whole argument here, but yeah. th- those are the ten that sprung to mind. Okay, um, Storm, so some... Stormzy can be picked, but I think it'd be picked towards the end for me. And Drake yeah, okay. has a wild card towards the end. <laughs> Drake is wild Drake's card. part of the Commonwealth. He's ours. We're taking him. Yeah, yeah, but he'd be no good because if he goes up against Pusha T, he's just going to get slapped again. So Drake, can... I'm not. I'm not sure we want him. Drake can. Um... He can battle a bit, though. I mean, I'm, I know I know Drake's not exactly is a bit of a bad word on this podcast, but he can he throws subliminals all over the place. Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe. Well. Yeah. Like you say, we'll I, keep I, him. I think he should be our wild card pick. Who right, have we so locked? 
Who have you locked in so far, by the way? Sorry. Yeah. So we've got Lady Leisha, Tony D as captain, Chip, Kano, Wiley. It's a good start. Very strong and, start. And Getz is locked in, isn't he? Uh, he's not locked in, but I'm happy. I think we should definitely have Getz in the mix. Again, yeah. strong battle pedigree. That's How are you happy with that? Is there... Yep, that's fine. Okay, so we've got five more regular choices and then one wild card left. No mention of Dave yet. Oh, yeah. No mention of Dave. It's fair. I didn't even think about Dave, if I'm being honest. Well, surely you got the skinny man in this. I think skinny well, who... man should be on the list. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have him in my original list, but again, with this battle format, I've seen him freestyle for about 15 minutes and it was fucking unbelievable. And I think in this format, he's got to be in the mix. So skinny man is number seven. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a ridiculous battle. I go on YouTube and do skinny man battles and he was owning people, man. Yeah, there we go. So skinny man's in. Okay. Pick number eight. Is there anyone, Cal, that you got on your list that me and T also had that's not already in the mix? So have you got any of Skepta, uh, Kalashnikov, Jest, any of them? Yeah, Kalashnikov was on my original list, yeah. I feel like Kalashnikov should be in there. Yeah. Okay, done. Kalashnikov in the mix. Right, so we are at... Kalashnikov is... Pick number eight. So four so we've more. Got four more. Yeah. So what that um, would be made? Go on. What, yeah. What did you think about Mike Skinner as a as a like bit of a wild card pick? We need to win this. <laughs> <laughs> I love the guy to bits, but we need to win. We need but, to have a but, chance. Don't, but don't you think? Like, think about like the the clashing of style, right? What, what is a, what is a, let's pick off their list. What is a, what is a Raskas going to hit Mike Skinner with? That's going to hurt Mike Skinner. Whereas Mike Skinner is being like witty and weird and British. And he, he could also make his own instrumental as well. Like, I feel like it's, it's the difference that could help him because it's not like everyone else. It's not just going to be like, traditional hip-hop punchlines it would just be quite funny like i feel like he could he could do people with comedy that maybe he's wittier maybe than others okay like game as well game would be all like i'll fucking shoot you and smash you up and it just like mike's gonna be like oh you're the sort of geezer who puts like you know milk milk in last in a tea kind of vibes you know what i mean he That's might correct. just mug him on <laughs> yeah um you know i mean um, i had a name and i completely slipped my mind so annoying. JK, that's it. JK's a shout. Suggestion for me. So be you'll have two Brammies. Yeah. Yeah. Good thing we we didn't do regions for the UK because that would have been yeah. fucked that. <laughs> really be fucking another, hard. Be another landslide. So okay, so we've still got Skepta is not locked in. Stormzy is not locked in. JK is not locked in. So still. Still. That's a shout. Black Twang as well. I didn't... Yeah. I didn't think about uh, Estelle. That's quite an interesting one. What's her battle pedigree, though? I'm not really sure yeah. if... She could rap her she ass ate... off back in the day. But she can't remember her battling. Miss Dynamite as well. Akala as well. What about them? Oh, yeah. Miss Dynamite can definitely battle. Yeah. yeah, but she's been retired for about 300 years. So yeah. I, feel, I don't feel she's ready for that. 
I think Skepta should be on this list. I agree. I think Skepta should be on the list. As well. oh, go on then. <laughs> he was on yours as well. He was on your list, wasn't he? Then go on then. Yeah. Go on then. Go on then. He was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well then. What about JM? What about JME? Or Lethal Bizzle? <laughs> lethal Bizzle. Yeah, you could just just do Pow. That'd be fine. Yeah. I think J- JME should be in with the shout because I actually always thought JME was better than Skepta. Same. So, but and also, wow, that is controversial. Well, maybe it isn't controversial. I think it is controversial because I don't really rate Lethal B. 2 2 chicken, Nando's. Fuck off, mate. Just fuck off and die. <laughs> Some of the worst lyrics I've ever heard that fucking song. Oh, mate, man, yeah. man done um, Oi with more fire crews done Pal. Yeah, those cute. two bangers. Two bangers, but he has not got the best verse on either of those tracks. Nowhere near him. No. What about D Double? What about D Double E? I feel like he's got, again, you know, like I was saying about the Mike Skinner thing, he's got an unusual style, hasn't he? D Double. It's just like one liners. You can just walk in the back and say, ooh, <laughs> and just walk ooh. off. Just <laughs> get reloaded straight away. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, D Double. D Double's, he's got to be in the mix. Got yeah, D Double's in for me. And also, he's he's from near my way, so he's he's in. Right, we got two more picks. Two more. Pete and Baz. (laughs) Pete and Baz. Oh shit! Yes, Pete and Baz. They they should be the wild card pick, shouldn't they? There's two in it, or do they go in as one person? No, they go in as they go in as one because they get like a OAP two for one discount. So does Drake become one of our picks? Or is he, or is he out? Is he out completely? No, nah, Drake, Drake at eleven, and then Pete and Baz at twelve. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm Are we done? That. Okay. I'm amazed at that. I was fairly quick. And Baz. Okay. So just to recap, the team for the US representing the United States of America is <laughs> Jay Z as captain, Nas, Gibbs, Rugged Man, Ice Cube, Kendrick Lamar, Raskas, The Game. Scarface, Ludacris, Pusha T with a wild card. Flowrider. <laughs> I forgot it was there. Flowrider. <laughs> the, the UK team is Lady Leisha, Tony D as captain, Chip, Kano, Wiley, Getz, Skinny Man, Kalashnikov, Skepta, D-double-E, Drake and Pete and Baz as a little two-for-one wild card. I, I actually... we left that just. Oh. It's, it's, lo- it's locked in. <laughs> Locked in. It is it's locked, locked in. in. The twice it's locked in. It's locked in. So we are going to. We're going to work out what the um, handicap's going to be with the percentages. But we are going to post these matchups. We'll have to work out what the matchups are as well. So we'll, we'll do that offline, and then we will uh, stick it on the chat once the episode is dropped. So keep an eye out on the Instagram feed for that. Notorious Pod, uh, and then just get voting, and we'll see how it works out. I'm quite excited about these matchups. I think we have to think really carefully about the matchups and try and try and see them how they work out, because I think that can make it quite fun. Uh, and so, yeah, keep keep an eye out for that. Um, boy, it's been another wonderful hip-hop forum. I've enjoyed it. It's been good. Um, thoughts with DMX, I guess, in summary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you've enjoyed the episode, please feel free to leave us a review wherever you review and listen to your podcasts. Um, again, if you want to submit tracks or you want to reach out to us, uh, notoriouspod.com. Um Follow us on all the socials. Make sure you're following us so you can see the uh, Rough Riders Cup output. Um, and get ready for the next episode. Peace. Peace. Nice Did one, we boys. pick Mike Skinner?
No. No. Thank you for listening to the Notorious P.O.D., a hip-hop podcast. This was a hip-hop forum episode, so a special thank you to Cow and T for their insight as always. Big up to man like Grindhouse, who's made all the theme music for the show. So please follow him on Twitter and show him some love at Music Grindhouse and on Spotify by searching for Grindhouse. That's G-R-I-N-D House. Please remember to leave us a review, or as we call it, your five for five. So give us a five-star review, and in return, you can leave us your top five favourite MCs of all time. Remember, we'll be adding all the songs mentioned and featured in our episodes on a Spotify playlist. So if you search for the Notorious Podcast Joints, you will find it. If you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at NotoriousP underscore O underscore D. On Instagram, we're at the Notorious P-O-D. And follow me on Insta and Twitter at the Real John Bass. That's J-O-N-B-A-S-S. See you next time. Peace. Peace.